from Chateau Oprah, Scott and I. Holly's doing it from Holly's house because we uh, got coronavirus. An MNH fan member suggests it should be the whole house. It should be the whole house. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I love it's it. my initials. It's Only Miguel because and, it's my initials. Miguel and Holly coming to you live from Chateau Oprah and Ho House. Uh, yeah. That is where our <laughs> show is coming from. Correct. Well, I told you last week that my fiance Abe and I had our, we're going to be having our first meeting with our wedding planner uh, that we hired, our first big one, where it was like a two-hour meeting where you like go through the budget and you start getting together ideas mm. and start putting your plan into focus and mm-hmm. figuring out dates and times and things like that. Well, we were going through the list of like, here's the time of year, here are some places that we like, um, food, and then we to officiant, okay? Now, mind you, that's sort of one of my side hustles is that I will officiate weddings on the side. It started a few years ago when my college roommate asked me to officiate her wedding, and I talked about it on the air, and then after that, some of you in the Miguel and Holly fam said, oh, hey, can you do my wedding? And then... This sort of side hustle was just created. Excuse me, Rona. And so um, we got to that point where he was like, the wedding planner yesterday was like, well, do you have an idea for an officiant? And I hadn't run this past my fiance yet. I hadn't run this past anybody. And it was sort of an idea that had just popped into my head. Okay. And I sort of tiptoed it out there just to sort of, you know, uh, test the waters a little oh, no. bit. So here's my idea for an officiant. Oh, no. I want to try and ask and see, because why not shoot your shot? I guess. Okay, okay, okay. I want to see if it's possible to have Oprah Winfrey officiate okay. our wedding. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, I'm a okay. fan of big dreams. I love a good dream. Scott, you are I'm literally here. going to extra school to be a motivational speaker. I, you tell me all the time to go far, to, to try for my dreams. Absolutely. What I'm telling you right now is absolutely send the message right in the sky. <laughs> send a piece of mail. But, you know, then we also realize that it's Oprah and it's a Maybe pandemic. It's just tempering expectations. Is what, what it to, is. like a Oprah drag queen? Like that's the tempering of the expectations. No, yes, realizing that it's Oprah, <laughs> the I chances mean, are just not in your favor. Okay, remember, Oprah, as great as she is, she is a human being who loves yeah. love, who loves people, and if we start this process now, oh dear, and Lord. we're looking at trying to do this wedding in the beginning of 2022, so we've got a year and some months. How is it not completely possible to try to get Oprah to fly down here to Tampa Bay for uh, an uh, an hour? We would just need 30 minutes of her time. I think the problem is the first thing you'd have to do is get her attention. How the heck do you get Oprah's attention? You have to be so creative right now in any way to even slat up in her eyeballs because if you send a tweet, she's never going to see it. If you send a DM, she doesn't run her social media. It's Oprah. If you send a piece of mail, she has people going through her mail that are just throwing things out that are just waste. How do you get Oprah's attention? I don't know. Okay, that's okay. number one. Step. Okay, that's, right. yeah, that's number one. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Also, I, my only other thing is like, is she going to do this for free? I'm assuming because no one can pay well, Oprah. She has plenty of money. 
an amount of money. So she would have to do it as like a charity effort, right? Oh, uh, clearly. So maybe um, you think on how you're going to offer her something in return. Like, what does she have in this? Like, what is her stake in this? I Why mean, listen, would she do this? L- l- listen, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. absolutely nothing that Miguel Fuller could offer two billionaire over Oprah Winfrey that would make it worth her time. This is clearly, listen, it is what it is. This is a simple request from a huge fan who has shifted, or not shifted, but who has guided his light or his life in her honor. And I would love for her to be able to bless our holy matrimony between Abe and I. Would it distract you from the wedding if Oprah Mm. was standing right next to you? Absolutely, but that's what would make it memorable. I mean, let's Listen. Instead of looking at Abe's eyes, you're looking at Oprah's eyes. No, I'm looking at both their eyes. I got right <laughs> eye on Abe, left eye on Oprah. Right, okay. you chameleon. <laughs> Who are you marrying, Oprah or Abe? I'm also, listen. maybe maybe instead of an efficient, what if we had goals like, okay, hi, friend. What if we had goals like get a signed paper that says congratulations from Oprah? That l- Listen, we start, you aim high, Holly, in negotiating, uh-huh. and then okay. you expect... You know, someone to just show up with a cardboard cutout of her at the front entrance of wherever this will end up being. Okay. Okay. Well, so, you know what? Then Scott, put, send, put Scott on it. He can do it. So, so listen. <laughs> We're going to come up with a plan, okay? We're going to come up with a plan to try to get Oprah to officiate Abe's and I wedding at the beginning of 2022. I'm putting it okay. out into the universe. I'm claiming it. I'm using the secret. This is what's going to happen. I feel it and I know it. Somehow. Okay. okay. All right. Bring well, it. I'm excited to meet Oprah. <laughs> All right. It is 718. Now, it's been 20. We are doing the show live from home. Scott and I are at Chateau Oprah, my townhouse. Holly is at, we're calling it Ho House? Ho House. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ho House. Oh, Holly's okay, at good. Ho House, her house. Um, yeah. Because Holly and I have coronavirus. And we revealed that information yesterday, and so I kind of wanted to do a little check-in to see, Holly, where you are with everything, because I know yesterday you got a little emotional as you were talking about having coronavirus, living inside of your home with your seven-year-old daughter, and your mom is in her 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in a, a, an apartment in above your garage, basically, or attached to your house, and so yeah. you're separated from everybody. How are you doing with everything? I will tell you right off the bat, I'm doing a lot better today than I was yesterday. And yesterday was a lot better than Monday. Monday was the worst day for me. Um, because having coronavirus, but not knowing if the rest of your family has it and like waiting on those tests was absolute hell for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yesterday I was waiting on testing to come back for my daughter and my mom and we did get their lab PCR tests back and they are negative. Mm. When that news hit yesterday, I felt like this flood of relief mm-hmm. because obviously I don't want my daughter to have this. I especially don't want my mother to get this. Um, so I was over here by myself, unable to comfort my daughter. There's a door between us. It's just, it was a lot but yesterday, getting that news was very relieving. I actually am having my daughter tested again just for to double check, I guess. So we're going to wait on like a second, hopefully negative test to really put our mind at ease. But 
in my mind, none, they don't have any symptoms. Um, they're not sick at all. It's just the now the difficult mental task of the two of them together up in the apartment above where I live, um, and they get on each other's nerves. So yeah. and I mean, it's it's mentally a lot for the both of them on different right. scales. Um, but I knowing that they're healthy made me feel better yesterday. And yesterday was the first day that I actually started to feel like I wasn't, you know, ill with this as much. Mm. I I think one of the biggest scary points about having coronavirus, well, there's lots of scary points, but for me as a person who I've always, to me in my mind, I've always said, oh, Miguel, you're sort of like a superhero because Growing up, I never broke a bone. I never had to have any surgery. And I was always very lucky that when I got sick, I always bounced back in a day. And then as I've gotten a little bit older, it'll take maybe two days to bounce yeah. back from something. But when you have this coronavirus, every day it's sort of like a new adventure where you'll wake up and you'll be like, ooh, I feel okay. Or you'll feel okay in the morning, and then as the day goes on, you'll feel something that's like a little off, and you're like, well, maybe it's not that, where we had to go pick up, for me yesterday, um, an inhaler, and I've never dealt with any respiratory issues. I've never never had, um, uh, what do you call it, Uh, asthma growing up or anything like that, And but my chest just felt very heavy yesterday, and I kept coughing. And so uh, my doctor has been so amazing in FaceTiming Abe and I, who's positive as well, um, and just checking in with us to see how we're doing. And as soon as I said, my chest feels a little tight and I've been coughing today, he was like, all right, I'm sending in a script. Go pick up the inhaler and follow yeah. the instructions on it. This is, It's been really weird because like last night, my throat started to hurt and it felt um, that heavy feeling in my throat. So I like downed a bunch of tea, woke up this morning. Haven't felt it again. It this it's weird. It's very weird. I think the the biggest takeaway that I just want to keep putting out there is that obviously this is something that's very serious and on a scale of, you know, mild asymptomatic to ten, you know, you have to be on a ventilator in a hospital. We're sort of like right there in the middle towards the lower end of things for people that have dealt with something serious. Yeah. But this is serious. And I think to me what really keeps reverberating around my brain Uh, a couple things the stigma of it because people keep asking like where did you get it from like what did you do were you at a big party were you somewhere and it's like no like we've done as far as i have you know put out for our house for abe and i you know here are the the parameters when we do go out you know before we got covid of here's how we're safe and we did everything that we thought we could do but this is a virus and you're not smarter than a virus and you can do everything that you possibly can outside of living in a bubble, but you mm-hmm. just never know. And that's to me sort of the, the scary and almost shameful part of it is that, well, where did you get it from? Did you do something you weren't supposed to be doing? And to me, that just kind of like, well, I feel like crap even more now. It's it's the, the COVID shaming and the quarantine paranoia. Somebody said, you know, oh, are you having that thing where you feel like people are talking about you? And I was like, you know, I did until we actually talked about it on the air yesterday. Again, when you put something in the light, it kind of takes a lot of the shame away. Because obviously, have you seen the numbers? 
we're not alone. Okay. Right. You know, no. like no. Right. you may have COVID, you may have had it already and it's not fun. And I, uh, you know, I'm thankful that Miguel and I don't have worse symptoms than we do. Um, but the biggest takeaway is to keep being safe, you know, right. mask up, wash your hands, hand sanitizer, social distance, things like that. Um, and just real quick before we uh, go, I know Holly, some people have been asking what sort of regimen you're on when it comes oh. to, cause you know, I think, aren't you like all essential oiled up and vitamins yeah. and everything? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, cause Miguel, you told me you were, had been prescribed steroids like right off the bat. So on Sunday I called my doctor. I'm like, what do I need? She's like, nothing right now. Nothing. Your body was designed to fight this. And until you start feeling like you can't breathe, we're not doing anything. So I actually, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's Radio Holly. I went through on my story and just posted everything that I'm on. It's a lot of vitamins and supplements. It's a lot. It is, but I feel like it's I'm doing something. And a lot yes. of it has been doctor recommended anyway. We're talking like vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, um, and then some other supplements. But if you want to check that out, I I think that it's been making a difference and helping me. So it's Radio Holly.